podcast contains some adult language, so consider listening with headphones or away from children. This episode was previously recorded on Instagram. Join us live on at Dare to Bear podcast every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dare to Bear. Um, I'm Aura here, and with me is Bidemi. And today, we're going to be talking about breaking the societal mirror. That's a topic that we have pinned down there today. We are so excited about this. We also have two new segments that we're going to be introducing, two card segments. And BDM is going to be telling you what the other one is about. But I have this best self card deck. And if you had joined any of my previous lives before I started this podcast or this vlogcast over here. I've done this with some of my friends on my live sessions before. So yeah, we'll be sharing a card from that deck to challenge us at the end of every episode. So um, that's one part of it. The other card deck segments, um, Bidemi, do you want to go ahead to share what that's about? Yeah, um, so this is the card. It's called um, Research Table Conversations. Um, it was the um, I don't know who's familiar with the U.S. Women National Team, but um, it was created by four of them: Megan Rapinoe, Kristen Press, Megan Kelly, and um, Tobin Heath. So basically, this card, what it does is just having us ask questions, redefining questions, questions that make you reinvent your conversations, redefining yourself, you know, stuff like that. So that's basically what this card is about. It contains questions that Mm -hmm. we ask and then we discuss it. It's, you can buy it too. It's just like a game where it's a conversational game. Yeah. So they are both conversation decks. That's what they are. This is Best Self by, actually the name of this deck is Courage Over Comfort and it's by Best Self. And um, Bidemi's own is, you want to put it up and show them the deck yeah. again? Um, reset the table conversation. Yeah, so we could probably share pictures of that later at the end of the episode. But down to today's topic, breaking the societal mirror. Um, Bidemi, how excited are you about this? I am very excited. <laughs> okay, so... I'm from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Both of us have African backgrounds and we are both um, Nigerians and we come from a country that has such a strong culture, which, you know, other countries all over the world also do have their own cultures, right? So, right. and that used to impact people. Wow, my Why brother is on here. Yeah, it's, it's going to throw me off, but let me just go ahead. So um, we recognize how those cultures used to like... um impact people personally and like creates like a benchmark for you that you keep on measuring yourself against those and we just wanted to talk about how we have been able to address those in our lives and you know how we decided to choose ourselves over all of the societal norms um but if you want to kick off before we start we're going to go over this deck and choose one question so our practice would be which is why we said we're introducing a new segment so the moving forward starting today our practice would be that we um take a deck a card that relates to our topic of the day and then we talk about for like just a few minutes just answer the questions on that card and then we'll kick off the conversation from there so today's card it says um renew renew and um, the questions for today is 
what parts of our culture are worth keeping and which should be discarded. How did you make this decision? It's two questions. And then the second one is, if you could shake up any industry right now, which one would it be? Hmm. And I'm going to just uh, put it here so everyone can see. Yeah. So let's just start um, with the first question. And Can you read that again? It says, what parts of our culture are you, do you think are worth keeping? Okay. And which ones should be discarded? And hmm. how did you make that decision? Hmm... I think for me personally, if I'm going to choose from the Nigerian culture, I would say the social aspect of it is worth keeping. And that is because of what it does for you. It's part of what I miss even here. The fact that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is nice and neighborly, you know, right. and mm-hmm. it almost comes naturally to us for us to be neighborly to the next person. Yeah. Right. So I think that part, yeah. And... I think I've sort of shared the reason why we should choose that, you know, because mm-hmm. of how it makes you feel good and, you know, there's power in community. Right. So that's the one I think I'm going to choose. Okay. Um, I think you chose the one that's worth keeping. I think I would say which one I think should be discarded. I okay. think a lot of them should be discarded. Um, but the most important one for me is... Uh, oh, I can't even think straight because it's just a lot of Nigerian I know I do not like but I'd say and this is probably not a Nigerian thing mm-hmm. but it's a thing that should be on the topic of its own but I'll say rape culture it's hmm. a culture because I, and I put rape in, into the culture category because I understand I think that Nigerians do not understand the concept of consent as mm. it relates to sex with men and women. Like I said, it's a different topic entirely. So we will not even go into that now, but I would say it's yeah. the rape culture. Yeah. Um, I think someone also gave a suggestion right here. She said aspects to keep. Yeah. So she's, she's talking okay. about the communal living. Right. It takes a village mm-hmm. to raise a child. Yeah, I agree with that. And that also goes in line with, you know, community. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's, that's one culture that we really have going for us. And... In thinking about what you're saying about the rape culture, it's it's it's, inc- it's incredible that we are now addressing it as a culture. I feel like it's more of the reactions to it. So we're not talking about rape itself, like, okay, everybody goes out there to rape or anything. But well, I think it speaks more to the reactions, like how Africans react to rape and, you know, the whole victim blaming and the whole normalizing the situation because it's it's such a norm now so they just you know feel like yeah it's what everybody goes through so deal with it you know stuff like that i don't think that's uh -uh. that's not one to kick that's something we definitely need to kick out definitely and um so we can put that into our topic for today and um she's also saying the ones we should discard is you can disagree you cannot disagree with an elder oh my god <laughs> annoys me especially oh. when they are obviously wrong but mm-hmm. you cannot disrespect an elderly mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. even though what they are saying makes no sense mm-hmm. but hey that is what it is right uh before mm-hmm. we continue i would like to call the names of noisemakers <laughs> people atoba 
And yes, please. We would like to focus, so we we don't <laughs> want any distractions. Please, we know our friends yeah. are on here, and you guys are here to come and distract us. Please stay on your lane, okay? You need to come here to focus. Hi, Fanny. Thanks for joining. So thanks everyone. If you throw a wave, I'm trying to wave at everyone back. We appreciate you being here. And if you're just joining us for the first time ever, this is Dead to Bear. And basically what we do here is to have conversations about, um, you know, different topics that we pick every week and we share our own stories, how we have been able to navigate through those topics in our lives. So we just touch on that. And we always encourage everyone on here to also get in the conversation to, you know, you can, you can share your comments on there. Or if you have a question that you want us to address, um, you can use the question mark tag just close to the comments um, box there. So once you're sending your questions at the, towards the end of the session, we would address those questions. We usually leave time for Q&A, like 15 minutes to five. So... Yeah, or 15 minutes to the end of the show. So, yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Um, so, I guess I'll kick it off. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay. So, breaking the societal mirror. Stories of how we've silenced our, our societal norms for our own sanity. Choosing yourself over society. I think this was very, very easy for me. Because in Nigeria... Growing up, I never conformed mm. to a lot of things, even though I did not understand it, why things were the way they were, mm-hmm. um, the stupidest things like disagreeing with elders, cheating in a relationship is normal, domestic violence, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Even though I did not understand it as I do now, mm-hmm. I just, it never made sense to me growing up. Mm-hmm. I just knew it was wrong. So I never conformed to all of those societal things. And it was worse for me because I grew up in Mushi. So you know that it was times 10 of whatever <laughs> irregular society was experiencing. Yeah. But it just never made sense to me. So I never conformed to it. But when I got out, I started seeing why it didn't make sense to me. So I think that that was what opened my eyes, mainly to the regular societal stuff. But the main thing, like when it comes to like personal stuff, I would say that the, the point at the point where you start breaking those societal norms is that point where I believe when you've gotten to your breaking point, right? When you think that no, something has to give, something has to change. All I right. cannot continue like this. This cannot be how I live my life. There has to be more to this type of lifestyle. Um, a lot of factors will change for you when not necessarily moving to America, but when you start growing up, there are people in Nigeria that are more enlightened and know stuff and they've started breaking and shifting from right. all of that um, societal norm. So what, what, at what point would you say you, you started to hmm. change? Well, for me personally, um, I, I think it was when I started like my whole journey to self mm-hmm. and I decided that, you know, I'm going to be choosing myself more um, and, and that applies to everything, not just um, not just um, you know between my relationships or anything, but that also applies to even the society, like whatever the society says about anything I, I decided I wasn't going to care about right. it. So um, 
And the, the, the biggest one for me that I really did that, apart from the fact that just like you, I've always been a non-conformist. Um, a lot of people that ha that know me or that have worked with me know that, you know, where I is a non-conformist. I don't like rules, you know. I, I just don't like you putting me in a particular box. box. But the biggest one for me, I would say, is my choice of how I decided to, to get married. Um, I mean, we all know in the African culture, especially in Nigeria, weddings are usually a big deal. And, you know, you're merging two different cultures when you're marrying someone that is out of your culture. So as the bride, you know, as the woman, the man has to adhere to the culture of the bride and all of that stuff. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, hmm, I know I've been to so many weddings and I know that for a lot of the weddings that I've attended that are that big, that end up being really, really big, it ends up not being about the couple anymore. And, you know, the couple don't really enjoy the weddings like, like they would like to. It ends up being about the family or their friends and they have all that fun. But, you know, you are here just playing your role as the bride or the groom. And right. I decided that, you know what, I, I don't think I want a huge wedding, you know, that... I just wanted to be as intimate as possible and I just wanted to be as small as possible. I was actually in the process of planning that big wedding. We had, you know, budgeted and even paid for um for a venue which we even lost that. But I between me and my husband were like, yeah, you know what, let's just make it small and intimate and we can apologize to every other person and probably have like a bigger event later. And can I just say, your wedding is the most beautiful wedding I've ever attended in my life. Oh, sweets. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, I mean, it was really small. I, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't regret having some people that really wanted to be there, like my family in Nigeria. I really wanted them to be there, but mm -hmm. they couldn't at the time. And, you know, we just decided that we're going to have like a different celebration for that. But I just like the fact that I chose my happiness over society then or uh -huh. we chose our happiness over what society expected of us and right. we did like a really really small event i don't even think we're up to 20 were we i don't think we're up to 20 or 25 uh, at the wedding yeah i'll say about 25 yeah so um someone's asking what the topic is is it not pinned down there I, I don't see the pin anymore oh so let me let me try it? to do that i'm um uh while you're doing that i just want to thank new people that just joined um i know some people shouted out like uh tumala thanks for joining lady thanks for joining tito um thanks you guys for joining the topic is breaking the societal mirror jess already helped us she's so sweet thank and, you jess um, yeah so that's what we are talking about breaking the societal mirror silencing what we think or what we were conditioned to believe yeah that is what it is and just choosing ourselves and yeah. choosing what we believe is right for us and you were speaking of boxes right mm -hmm. so people actually i'm i'm sorry that we keep it might look like it's not we are not like attacking nigeria 
But I would say because of that the experience we have, that's why we would always relate our stories to that. So this is yeah. not an attack on our country. I love Nigeria. But what I was going to say is that Nigerians are very, like we said in other uh, two weeks ago, so Nigerians are very judgmental. We are very judgmental people. And we like to put people in a box, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how you should be. You should do this. You should do that. And growing up, I, I was not happy that I was in that box. But even when I did not understand it and i wasn't conforming you still have in nigeria there is a way you still you still have to be in the box no matter what it's hard to get out of the box so when i grew up and i came to the u.s and i'm more educated and all of that i now realize that people do not like it when they can't put you in a box that's why most people don't like you when they say that <laughs> oh she's this she's that she's that yeah. she talks about these things they don't there are some things people don't expect you to say there are some things people there's a way people expect you to be here so people do not like it when you can't put them in a box yeah they get uncomfortable and guess what that's my speciality i love making people feel uncomfortable <laughs> so i'm not gonna stay in the box yeah and there's nothing you are not going about it and i read something there's a law of avoidance where whatever threatens our identity as human beings mm-hmm. we try to avoid it right so most nigerians and and this is a very very um i would not even go into it because i don't want to have people just going back and forth in the comments but i'll just say that people avoid whatever threatens their identity if you think if people if if you look at yourself today and you think that hey i can be a leader i can be this person Mm -hmm. or people give you compliments and say hey this is who you can be this is what you should do this is i see this for you if they see that that thing will threaten who they are at yeah. their core, who they believe that they are at their core, mm-hmm. they avoid it. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest disservice we are doing to ourselves. Yeah. I think that we should be our full selves and aim for the best we can and just let the chips fall wherever they may. Yeah. Another thing I also want to highlight about um, conforming to societal norms is the fact that it makes you settle you you, oh. you you begin to do less than what you're actually capable of or mm-hmm. you begin to do what makes you less happy you know so you begin to settle for example i've heard so much in like different even relationships or friendships and right. some people validate the way people treat them by saying that's how they are, you know, that's who they are. You just have to go with that flow, you know. You know how people always say, um, Igbo men are this, Nigerian, Abi Yoruba men are that, and all of that. But it's the, the fact that you, the society has painted that picture for you, and they have probably validated it with all of the social media conversations. And sometimes you might even have an experience very close to you, right that you can experience what they are probably saying on social media and that societal norm but it doesn't mean that that's the truth for you and it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you should accept it because they've said right. yoruba men are demons Igbo men will take care of the women or you know whatever you know mm-hmm. i feel like it just makes you settle because yeah. you have it at the back of your mind that that's how it's supposed to be right. but i would say that mm-mm, you shouldn't do that. Always choose yourself first. No matter what it is that they say or that you hear that they are saying, you still have to choose yourself. If you meet a Yoruba man that is a demon, instead of validating the fact that he's a demon and then go with that flow, 
you need to ask yourself, do I want to be with a demon though? Mm-hmm. You know, if you, yeah. if you, if the answer to that question is no, you don't want to be with a demon, then you have no business there. You can send right. him on his way, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and speaking of certain, there's this societal notion in Nigeria too that when a woman starts getting to 27, 28, 29, 30 years old, oh my God, and she's not married. It's a big problem. She's an embarrassment to the whole family. Mm-hmm. And that, that is such, because actually, actually, in the real sense of it, 27, 28, 29 is the time you are supposed to live and be exp- sexually expressive. People call it the old phase. You don't have to do whatever you want. I think that is the time that you should enjoy loving yourself. And that is the time I started discovering myself. Enjoy all your lessons from your 20s. Exactly. At that age. You're not, but it's a problem in Nigeria. Oh, Otin Tati. Otin Mari. Yeah, and then when, when you get married, it doesn't end there. They start pressuring you for children. For children. Yeah. And it, it, it's, such, it's something we should stop. And I just want to tell, I cannot say it as much to women or even men. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get married at a particular age. Mm-mm. It is when you are ready. You have to be mentally ready. Because my thing about marriage is that I have to do it just once. Mm-hmm. Divorce is not an option for me. And I have to be happy. Mm-hmm. So there is no way in hell I'm going to get married at 30 years old yeah. to meet the, to conform to the societal norms yeah. and then be unhappy for the rest of my life. Because guess what? The world is spinning. <laughs> Things are changing. This Besides that, society will be okay. Right. <laughs> we don't have time to... To, 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 to think so small or to box ourselves at all. or to conform or at to all. get married at 30 years old when mm-hmm. you should be sexually enjoying yourself getting mm-hmm. to know people living your life yeah. because if you read each prayer love that was what happened right yeah. and, 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 and good luck to whoever is married if you are you can be happy you can also get married at 22 years old and be happy for yeah. the rest of your life I'm not shitting on it I'm just saying that there's a societal demand for the age to get married and guess what it's a life it's not even as a matter of fact it's not even just marriage there's even pressure in like your career where they expect yeah. you to be mm-hmm. so pretty much the society has a timeline designed Someone for you said your single status becomes <laughs> <prayer> <laughs> exactly society always has a timeline designed for you at this age they expect you to be this at that age, they expect it to be that. Like, they, they literally have, like, the timeline with the different brackets for you. Guess what? They will be all right. Because not everybody fits into that timeline. And as a matter of fact, you don't even have to check all of the boxes. You have a right to say you don't ever want to get married. Yeah. You have a right to say you don't ever want to have children. I mean, it's it's easy for us to sit down here and say it. I know that those that come from strong African backgrounds, your parents will go and meet your pastor, like you know that person said, and and say that my child has a problem. He doesn't want to get married. He says he doesn't ever want to get married. He doesn't want to ever have children. It's fine, you know. You can't make everybody understand your choice, but just make sure that your choice makes you happy. Like. Once you are happy, that's every that is the number one thing that matters because it's possible for you to go according to that timeline, check out the boxes, and then you end up being miserable. 
I was having a discussion with um yeah I was having a discussion with Bidemi yesterday and I said that when you are on your dead bed your your death's bed my tongue is rolling when you're on your death bed yeah got it you are not thinking of how many boxes you checked how many um businesses you have um if you got married or you not get married what you're thinking about on your deathbed is most likely the memories that you made along the way not the accomplishments that the society has designed for you so i think what i'll just encourage everybody to do is to think about okay what do i want to think about during the last hours of my life what is going to make me live this life peacefully knowing that yes i was here and i'm fine to leave now you know yeah. and just says something here just is saying that even marriage on its own is an, is an issue especially for women it doesn't matter what you do or achieve you are not in if you're not married with 2.5 babies there's yeah. no choice you must want married and i love that she said that because i always said this growing up mm -hmm. i've looked at it i've seen a lot of things in life i watch a lot of shows i do a lot of things and i've realized and i've said it to myself and i tell everybody who listens that I do not think, I want marriage, I want it, I hope I get it, I hope I find beautiful love, I have kids all the whole night, but that is not what, like you said, that's not what I'm going to think about on my deathbed, I don't think so, I don't think that, even if I get married today and I have kids and all of that, I, I will, there are some things I want to achieve in life that if I don't get those, I will yeah. not feel fulfilled as a person, mm -hmm. marriage is not it. Everything. And uh, this is not shit on people that have wife on their bios, on their Instagram bio, it's fine. If wife is your life, that's okay. But I'm saying that for me as a person, um, wife is not fulfillment for me. Yeah. And we should know that there should be, I, I understand there's pressure. There is pressure. We are not going to say there's no pressure, but guess what? I had a, a, a family friend. She called me and she told me, oh, our husband, they, they, she's in domestic, she's in a domestic violence situation. Hmm. Our husband beats her. And then we're talking, I was trying to encourage her that it's okay, just try and do something for yourself so you can leave yeah. that situation and everything. And then like 20 minutes into the conversation, guess what she said? Whoa. She was like, ah, so you two, you should be fast and then get my, I'm praying for you. And in my mind, I'm like, pray for yourself. <laughs> I know. I'm fine. Like I'm you're fine. literally in this place, you are not happy here and that's your next advice. That's very uh, interesting. Exactly. She, she just get, got beaten with her and then she was telling me she's praying for me about marriage. I'm like, I'm okay. Me, mm. I'm fine. You mm -hmm. take care of you and pray for yourself because mm -hmm. you are in a shitty situation. Yeah. But because we've been conditioned that marriage is it yeah. for women. And it's Kim so Adeyemi just validated that by saying that Nigerian females are raised to believe marriage is an achievement while the men are raised to believe it's just a change of status young ladies should be raised on a sense of self and not society agreed and, and speaking of guys too because this does only apply to women speaking of guys i met a guy i was talking to him and then he was married he was 33 years old he's not happy in his marriage and all of that and then he was like i'm like so why did you do it why did you get married well, mm -hmm. because i had to get married i was 30 years old i'm like Look it's a checkbox is the society's timeline for you no there's no timeline don't don't stay on society timeline oh this is when you should be this is when you should be a manager at here this is no as long yeah. as you're on your own pace and you are happy yeah. and you are living your life on your own terms you should be happy yeah. be happy with your choice as long as you alone at night you are happy with the choices you've made in your life yeah right there 
stick with it yeah because that's the way to go because the world will be fine the world yeah. will be okay and, and i would say like don't even be hung up on trying to make people understand because that's another thing i feel like even personally initially i used to be that person where you know when i make that decision i'm like i'm trying to make someone else understand why i made that decision and i start explaining and explaining and explaining but sometimes it falls on on deaf ears and i'm like yo why am i even explaining myself like right. at the end of the day they would come around it's going to be a tough battle i'm not going to say it's going to be an easy or smooth ride for you to choose mm-hmm. yourself and you know try to discard all the norms but it's going to be worth it at the end of the day like by the time you choose you'll find peace in knowing that you are happy and Another thing that people don't realize is at the end of the day, when you choose yourself and you're happy, they come around because of that happiness. Definitely. And they now start to commend you for choosing yourself. But in the process of you trying to choose yourself and in the process of you trying to explain yourself to them, they don't understand the word they are saying. It's like you're speaking Chinese in in a Yoruba household. The pursuit of happiness is very important for every person. So Oluwato Biloba just said that there's no need to explain your own happiness. Mm-hmm. There's definitely no need to explain your mm-hmm. own happiness because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even with my friends, you would attest to the fact. Oh, okay. We What's have the you question back. I ask you if we talk? I'll ask you, are you happy? My friend can attest. My friends can attest to that fact. I always ask you, whatever you want to do, are you happy? Yeah. Because if you are happy, honestly, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't care about any other person as right. long as you're happy. So let us focus on ourselves. Yeah. And we should learn that. So let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about acquiring new because some some things we did not know, right? Yeah. And there's a quote that says, "I forgive my younger self because mm. she did not know." I forgive my younger self for some things she went through and some things she allowed yeah. because she did not know. Yeah. So we would admit that there are some things we did not know. Now we are growing up. Now we are in a civilized society. Now we know new stuff, right? But we have to also understand that there are some people that do not have access to the information mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. So that's also a problem. But And what I would say to that is that education is not like we were listening to perspectives earlier yeah. in the week. Yeah. Education is not a one-way street. We should not see education as, oh, I have to learn Microsoft Excel. I have to do this. I have yeah. to do that. Education is not just for job training, as Tara Westover would say. Education is for just acquiring different information, yeah. getting all of the information, and then choose what to do with it. When I yeah. came to America, my brother told me something. It was like, don't listen. People will tell you a lot of stuff about America. Don't listen to whatever. Get the information. Get if someone tells you this, that's fine. If someone tells you this, that's fine. Then make an informed decision. Decide what you are going to do. Decide how you are going to move ahead and yeah. live your life based on the information you've gotten. Yeah. But do not stick to one person's side of the story yeah. and live your life like that. So education is making people that let us get different perspective because your perspective, my perspective, what we are talking about now is not only the way mm-hmm. to this. It's not the it's not the direct path to happiness, right? Yeah. Other people have different perspectives too. So it's not just your perspective. You should gain all of these perspectives mm-hmm. and then put it all together into your life and then decide how you want to live. And speaking yeah. of education, I think that a very good book to recommend today for this topic is educated 
I don't have the book. I, I listened to it, so I don't have the ad cover, but it's uh, by um, Tara Westover. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably put up a picture after um, the session. It's a very important book that I think everyone should read so you understand that the concept of education based on what I was just speaking about. Yeah. And speaking about books, I also have two books here that influenced me heavily in, you know, being more of a non-conformist and, you know, not allowing society to decide my timeline. Um, one is a very popular bestseller. Um, a lot of people might have come across it. It's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And, I mean, you have fuck a sense of day, but that's okay. It's written by Mark Manson. It's, I mean, even if you don't like to read self-help books, this is probably one book that you want to read because it doesn't right. even read like a self-help book that will tell you, you know, all yeah. of that. It's like him giving it to you raw and straight. Like, right. he's not even like mindset words or, or anything. So, this is a very good book to have. It's also a short read. Well, in my own books, what I would call a short read because, because it's not so thick. But yeah, you can have that. Another one that I have, which... Um, was a gift to me and I've had it since 2016 is Designing Your Life uh, I'm not sure if you can really say that yeah so this is Designing Your Life um, How to Build a Well-Lived Joyful Life and it's written by Bill Bonnet and Dave Evans so an interesting story about these guys is the both of them actually teach a course in Stanford called Designing Your Life and what they do is practically they use the um, methodology of design thinking and apply it to you designing your own life how you want it. I've had it since 2016 uh, as it's it was my bible at the time and it's really good as you can see I have like post-it notes everywhere because it allows for you to like really connect with the book and like put your life in it to see how you want it to be. It also comes with a workbook uh, and I mean this is if you want to keep yourself accountable. You don't necessarily have to buy the workbook, but if you decide that you're interested in it, um, it's more or less like a journal that helps you to keep yourself accountable with all of those um, methodologies that they'll be sharing with you. And yeah, it, it, it's, it, it helps you to choose you and helps you to put a touch on your own part and decide exactly where you want to be without listening to all of the noise of, of society. So yeah, so those uh, are the books I have. Um, Social Heart of Not Giving a Fuck, I think is a very important book that everybody should read. Uh, when I started reading it, I had a very good experience because I took it and I started reading it and then I was like, hmm, and I put it down because I was yeah. not ready to confront all of the things he was saying. Because I was like, hmm, you me, you need to do better. This is literally, so I think yeah. it's a very important book. And speaking of books, I recommended Educated. I would also like to recommend this book. City of Girls. It's a really, really good book. I do not want to even say anything because <laughs> I just think you have to experience it. Is that yeah. a slow start? That's why everybody has been complaining. Oh, yeah, I have to testify that. I, I've been struggling through finishing City of Girls because of the slow start, but people swear by it very, that it ends very really good. good and this I, it makes me very happy because my favorite author wrote it, Elizabeth Gilbert, and it's a signed copy. We all got that for me. Tyrone got that for me. Wow. So, <laughs> so I really appreciate Yeah. That. City of Girls is a very good book and I think it's important. So let's shift gears a little bit. Yeah, before that, though, a couple of people just like, um, I think we had a lot of people that just joined. So let me just do a quick recap. Um, 
Today we're talking about breaking the societal mirror and myself and Bidemi have been sharing our personal stories and stories of you know people through us that have tried to break the societal mirror and not allowing society to put them in a particular box. So basically we're just trying to share stories on how you can be a non-conformist and not um, um, you know conform to society's timelines for yourself. So yeah. yeah. So if you have any um, comments, you can go ahead to share and then questions as well. You can go ahead to put it in the question mark box. The author of City of Girls is Elizabeth Gilbert. We are going to share um, all of the information regarding the four books that were recommended after the session. So you have all the information you need. And if you have any other questions, you can send me a, or we are a DM to ask your questions. So switching girls a little bit, we are what? is your pet peeve and you might not have one but as you relate to this topic what is your pet peeve i'll say mine is people that are not curious about life mm -hmm. people that just let life happen to them like how do you not want to be aware like people that are just like uh, okay yeah i woke up today i'm working yeah it's fine yeah. like why are you not seeking more why are you not wanting more for yourself why are you not wanting yeah. more happiness because in my i read somewhere that people that are curiosity is, mm -hmm. is the secret it's i read it on big magic curiosity mm -hmm. is the secret is the truth is the way of living because curiosity would make you ask questions and would make you want yeah. more for yourself curiosity is the reason why we did not conform when we were kids because yeah. we didn't understand it and the, the the way to all of this is being curious in my opinion asking yeah. questions wanting to know why something is the way they it is yeah. and the reason it is a pet peeve for me is because curiosity is accessible to everybody <laughs> it's something in us we are all curious we all should have it it's not something you have to develop it's not something you have to buy mm -hmm. why is does this water have even as a mind? kid you know like right? kids that are like exactly. once they start aging like towards like two, three, kids start asking you why for every single mm -hmm. thing. So the, a human being is actually even designed to be curious. Right. Yeah. So, and since we have access to that, I wonder why people do not ask these questions, do not ask these questions. For that. And I understand some might come from the place of fear, like you and I were talking about. Some are yeah. afraid to confront what they will find if they start asking themselves this question. But you guys, right. I'm telling you, the path to actual happiness, to... I'm not there yet, but yeah. I can say that I am happy, yeah. right? Because happiness is a state of mind. It's not a destination. You will not say, I will be happy in 2023 February. Mm -hmm. No, it is, <laughs> it is a That's very mind. interesting. Right? I wish so you could just put a timestamp on it like that. It is, yeah, it is, you choose to be happy. You fight for your happiness. You strive for it. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is important. And that pisses me off when people are not curious about mm -hmm. their lives. I think mine is probably closely related to yours and it's people that just settle people that don't want to push themselves out of their comfort zone it's like you're comfortable with it and you're comfortable with it because you don't have to work to get out of it not because you're not being hurt by it or not because it's not um unsettling or i don't know how to I feel I, like I'm I saying the same you, thing. But then, yeah, it's like, yeah, Jessica just put it, right, just said it out of my mouth. People that are set in their ways, you know, it's, mm -hmm. you, there's a whole lot more out there. You know, 
that there's a whole lot more you've seen it with your eyes you've exp you've seen other people experiencing getting out of their comfort zone but somehow it still does not inspire you to get out of yours or you still feel like you are fine where you are you don't need to develop you don't need to get bigger you don't need to you know be smarter you don't need to learn you know that is my own pet peeve and for the, when i come across people like that i mean in the beginning i try to you know share as much as i can but it gets to the point where i have to let you experience your mistakes for you to be able to you know get on that path along with those people that you've experienced that they did that as well so i won't continue to hit you on your head or continue to force you to the stream until you drink the water you get what i mean yeah. so i i get you yeah so i think that's the pet peeve for me and um and i think that's a very important pet peeve like yeah. you just said people that are set in their ways because the way i see it is that we are all if you are going to live a life of delusion yeah. which we all do anyway there's something delusional about the way we are living every one of us if you're going to live that life why don't you lose a delusion a delusion that's actually helpful for you that makes you happy you know why why would you want that for yourself i think it's uh, we should start asking ourselves this question because yeah. that's the part i think to i'm not god i'm not anything i'm not going to say that this is the way to your happiness yeah. but i'll just say that these are tips that could put you in that state where you feel it i have a quick question for you Bidemi. so um talking about societal norms what about those norms that span out of religion i know it's a very you know touchy subject but i feel like it's it's part of what you know um makes people conform to that societal norm so what about those norms that span out of religion how do people address that Okay, so I think one that really sticks out for me, and this might be touchy, we are sorry if this offends anybody, but abortion, hmm. right? Um, there was a story, and I'll run through it because of time, but yeah. there was a story today, uh, this week on the timeline, where this girl, she lives in Kutono with her mother and father, with her auntie and uncle. Mm -hmm. She got pregnant by her boyfriend. Right. They, they found out she was pregnant. She denied it. They called her mother in Nigeria to say, oh, your daughter is pregnant. And she told her mother, no, 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 mommy, I'm not pregnant. So her mother was like, okay, cool. Come to Nigeria. She right. came to Nigeria because she's a little big. They did not notice that she was pregnant. Right. This girl was cutting herself hmm. to put blood on her pad to hmm. prove to her parents that she was not pregnant. Wow. You know? And then a few weeks later, the girl disappeared. They didn't find her anymore. They were looking for her. And then they went to the police station. Long story short, she found someone when she came to Lagos. She found someone that was going to buy a baby for three hundred thousand. So the plan was to lie that she was kidnapped. She had two more months to have the baby, so she oh was going goodness. to stay with them, have the baby, and then escape yeah. after she had the baby. And it just really puts it in perspective to me that because of she couldn't tell her mom that she was pregnant. Right. Because, uh, she didn't want the baby. Obviously, she's not ready. She's nineteen years old. Right. But she was scared to hmm. tell them that she's pregnant because of what they would say, the fear. And then because she knew she did not want the baby, she was going to rather sell the baby and go mm -hmm. through all of that Jackie Shan thing. Mm -hmm. Instead of <laughs> just telling her mom, mommy, yeah. I'm pregnant, it was a mistake. I would like to have an abortion because I am not ready to have So was that, was that because of their religious background yeah because most nigerian parents do not believe in abortion mm. they think that if you get pregnant you should abortion is a sin mm -hmm. but it was a mistake mm -hmm. i was not ready i'm not going to let the baby mm -hmm. at my team ruin mm -hmm. my life mm -hmm. 
So, mm. I mean, abstain, abstain, but at the end of the day, if you get pregnant, shit, abort yeah. it if you know you're not going to be ready for it. Instead of having to go through all of this yeah. just because of that, because you are scared that you cannot tell your parents because you did not, she did not want the baby, so she was going to sell the baby for 300,000. Wow. Produce this whole action film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I honestly can't even imagine what she went through, but the way I think about it with religion is personally, I mean, I'm a Christian for, for those that are here, and I believe that God always has all of the answers. It might not speak directly or, you know, whatever, but at the end of the day, He would always make a way for things to happen. Right. And if i make a choice i always run it by god you know so that he helps me to either acknowledge that choice or re-navigates me to to show me where you know he wants me to go to and that's how i feel about it so for like any other topic maybe like abortion or the rest of it if i end up being like conflicted to to make a choice i always try to make take it to god to direct me even if the society has used religion to package a, a a a um societal norm or whatever for me like you know so that's what i just encourage you to do i don't know what you believe in or who you believe in but me as a christian i would say you should still take it to him and this is a nice place for us to start taking the questions we have three questions now in the question box and i'm going to try to answer those um actually we have only one valid question <laughs> so um favorite says how do you find the balance between self-appraisal and being overly self-critical hmm that's one to think about that's a very good question it's a very important question being overly uh, uh, and i think it's important because i I would say I'm a very, very, I criticize myself a lot. Mm -hmm. If I do anything wrong or something goes wrong in whatever I do, it's yeah. a very, it's a big problem for me. Yeah. So finding that balance, I would say is very, very difficult, but I think it would boil down to knowing who you are, mm -hmm. right? And um, so knowing who you are, you, you, you know your strengths, you know what you can do, you know what you bring to the table right yeah. and so in that regard you can appraise yourself based on those metrics right. and when it comes to criti criticizing yourself honestly i'm still trying to fight that balance because i am a very big critic of myself yeah so but i think if you're able to know yourself and know your worth and know who you are yeah. you would be able to know that okay even if you you think you messed up and you're you are getting too hard on yourself because of that yeah. you would be able to find that balance because you know who you are you know that oh if you think that yeah i could have done better that's fine or if you think oh it's okay it was a mistake yeah then you'll be able to arrange that that's probably not a good answer but i've actually never thought about this and like i said i'm very big critical of myself i'm working on it so yeah i think that's the best i can do I understand that, but I think my own answer to that question is um, for you to give yourself the permission not to be perfect. And I've learned that personally from being such a perfectionist. It's like giving yourself the permission to not have it all together or to not have all the boxes checked. You know, like find comfort in knowing that you are not perfect. So 
Um, I feel like that's where you can find that balance because yes, you can praise yourself for the things that you achieve and the things that you are capable of and you actually live up to it. And you don't have to be overly critical about those things that you did not um, completely succeed in or that you flat out failed at. So it's okay to fail. For me personally, I've learned to acknowledge failure as, you know, one of your stepping stones to your journey of success. So I think, yeah, that's my answer to that question. Like I said, we had only one valid question because, you know, just been... to touch back and to what Bimbo, uh, what someone Bimbo just commented on regards to abortion. See, again, when religion, we cannot pack it in the box, right? Because there's Christianity and there's Islam and then there's different yeah. connotations and different beliefs as regards to this religion. Yeah. So I'll just like, she's just letting me know that abortion is allowed in some cases. Right. Islam, right? So at the end of the day, I think it's just important to, like you said, if you are conflicted, have that personal relationship with God and yeah. be able to know what is best for you. I, Abidemi, <laughs> I know that if I get pregnant and I am not ready, I will abort the child. <laughs> God will, and I will talk to God about it. Yeah, so, That's you know, true. and again, it's her personal choice and exactly. it's, it's a conversation between her and God. Sometimes religion just lays down all these rules that you're wondering where the rules even came from by the time you go to check your books maybe like your quran or your bible or you know whatever it is you realize that this rule didn't even come from anywhere like it's almost like one superintendent of our religion from time past is the one that said this law and then we just sort of took it on and it went on years and years after that anyway um it's almost time to end well like 10 minutes to the end of our time and like we said in the beginning we have another deck which um we'll be sharing messages from that card deck and the one for today from best self reads that you should say no to something that you don't want to do so that's what it literally says it says say no to something that you don't want to do so i think that is a big takeaway in all of our conversations today in regards to this topic is if you do not want to do it if you don't feel good about it if you feel like you're not going to be happy about it in the future it's okay to say no regardless of the consequences that come up come you know with that it's okay to right. say no i agree and i'll just leave that was the deck so we're going to move to the new announcement right yeah. so i just wanted to leave this with everybody I read this daily stoic thing and I learned from there that a philosopher said that there is no slavery that is more disgraceful hmm. than the one that is self-imposed. Hmm. So think about it. Hmm. Guys, there is no slavery hmm. that is more disgraceful hmm. Preach. than the one that is self-imposed. The one you put to yourself is the limits you put on yourself yeah that is the one that is self-imposed and there is no one that is more disgraceful as that because mm -hmm. you are doing it to yourself yeah. yeah so that's what i was going to leave you guys with today yeah that's I a very that very powerful some. word Bidemi, and i hope that this must have spoken to one person at least in this um in this um episode because 
we honestly want you to come out owning your experiences like you want you to own it not just say oh yeah this is just what they told me to do or well my mom told me that that's the person that i have to marry or you know my dad told me that i have to do that particular career i have to work with him or whatever own it because when you are i'll say it again when on your when you're on your death bed you are not going to think of all of those things that's when all the regrets are going to come flushing in your mind and for some people they don't have peaceful deaths because of that you know they don't mm. leave the world at peace because they feel like they lived someone else's life and not mm -hmm. the life that they would have loved to call their own so i mean we can't control death we can't control when it's going to come but you can control your life and you can control how you're going to live it you can do that and we encourage you to do that please anyway so um that's it for today i think we have about seven minutes more but we don't want instagram to kick us out um and be rude to us but that's it for today on dare to bear um we have a special announcement and oh i'm sorry but me is taking a moment to come back here but yeah so while she's taking a moment to come back we have a special announcement we've been seeing everybody that has been trying to you know um publicize dead to bear on their pages we acknowledge everybody that has been coming in here um you know um engaging with us we see you we love you and we're saying thank you very much for always engaging with us thank you for always making it a date with us and thank you for always looking forward to it as well so because of that um we had decided that we are going to be awarding or actually gifting our best supporter every month so we're looking at you we're seeing you and we want to appreciate you so every month at the end of the month we are going to be gifting one of the books that we recommend to our best supporter so basically if you're a supporter of that month expect that we're going to be giving you one of the books that we recommend and okay bidem is back yeah so we're going to be gifting you one of the books that we recommend we look forward to the supporter for this month um for the month of may we have someone in mind we've been seeing you putting it up and everything and we've been excited every time that we see you putting that up so we look forward to announcing that person at the end of this month so go ahead continue you guys continue sharing if you have somebody that you feel like should be a part of this conversation or should come and listen to this let them know you know share it to them and tell them to join in as well and like we said in the beginning of our um, episodes when we launched that we are going to be converting this to a podcast that's why you see me with all this setup for those that have been wondering why is where i keep up with all these headphones and everything is because i'm recording everybody live and we're going to be releasing it as a podcast at the end of may and then we'll be having um episodes as podcasts as well so we can make it more public and reach a larger audience but yeah bidemi is back so Sorry. she can sign us out <laughs> that's okay so bidemi is back she can sign us out i've told them about um the books that were giving out and they're excited about that so go ahead sign us out yeah Again, just thank you guys for joining. I enjoyed this conversation. It's a form of therapy for me. I love the engagement. I think I, I love that we are all enjoying and getting something from this one way or the other. And 
they are excited about sharing new things with you. We have a lot of things in stock. We and I actually take this very seriously. Like we have meetings twice a week. It's my baby. About how much we want to make this good for people. So we appreciate your engagement. We love you guys. Our friends that have been supporting us. Thank you guys so much. And we hope that you're able to um, make good use of these conversations. Yeah. Have a good week. Yeah. Enjoy your week. Stay safe. Thank, Thank you, everybody. See you next week. I remember, say no, say no more. All right, then. See you guys. And bye. Bye.